The following show contains adult content. It's not our intent to offend anyone, but we want to inform you that if you are a child under the age of 18 or get offended easily, this next show may not be for you. The content, opinions, and subject matter of these shows are solely the choice of your show hosts and their guests, and not those of the Entertainment Network or any affiliated stations. Any comments or inquiries should be directed to those show hosts. Thank you for listening. Welcome to the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell and Astro and our and our fabulous engineer Roxy. What's up, everybody? We got a great show for you guys today. Um, it's going to be a lot of fun. We have some different kind of guests coming on. Uh, we have uh, Zoe Yeoman coming on, who's an actor, director, producer, and she's an, an expert in etiquette, which should be very interesting. Etiquette. What does that mean? <laughs> Nobody today knows etiquette. I know etiquette. It's a thing of the past. We also have uh, Howard Nash, who I was introduced to from Angie Baby in the chat room. Super cool guy. You do guy. not call her Angie Baby. That okay. is my nickname. You know, I'm pissed off. Everybody now is starting to call Su Wong Empress. I started the Empress, <laughs> and I'm the only one that's allowed to call Su Wong Empress. And I'm the only one that's allowed to call Angie Baby. Angie, baby, because so Angie, Angie is my baby. So a Angela is uh, is uh, introduced us to our second guest, and um, we might be working on some. You know, there was a wonderful thing on Facebook with Lorraine. Oh, and there's Lorraine right there. Oh. Yeah, where? Hey, Lorraine. Where is she? Oh, Lorraine. In the chat room. I read that wonderful thing about you and Angie on Facebook, and I want you to know, include me, sweetheart, because if ever you need me, I will fly to your side. I love you. You're my movie star. I need you in my life. You're so glamorous and beautiful and sweet and loving and kind and giving and generous. I mean, you know, hey, I'm there for you, baby. And we're going to see you at Halloween Hotness in two weeks. I can't two wait. And, a half weeks. and I know she's going to wear something outrageously sexy. So let's say hi to everybody. First, I need to introduce my cool, outrageous man about oh, that. You, you don't have to introduce me. People know who I am, Jim. You just have to introduce yourself. Okay, that's fine. Then we got a ton of people in the chat room, including movie star Lori. Hey, I like, I like the way it came up. The, the, the people in the chat room's faces now come on our screen. I know. That's a, that's that's Roxy doing that. Roxy, you're, <laughs> a, you're, you're a wonderment. So we have Angela Joseph. There's Angie, baby. We have Angela Joseph in there. We have Teresa Sabin from Florida, Backpack John. What is that? Wait, wait, wait. Do you have to have pictures of them in order to do that? Or is it actually... Camera a, in no, the chat room. No, no, it's a picture that they uh, have on their in the chat room that they use in their chat room, and it just pops up. Oh, there. How, we I, have Cindy. Like Cindy Lady Lake is in the in the chat room. Uh, Tristan, who I, we haven't seen in a long time, Tristan from Australia is in the chat room. Say hi to Tristan. Hey, Tristan, how you doing? Uh, I'm not sure if I miss people. I that seems to be a big name in Australia, Tristan, because you know we're friends with Tristan Rogers, the soap opera star, and his name is Tristan, and he's from Australia. Laura. Lorraine says she loves our backdrop. It's new. Isn't that cool with the Hollywood, Lorraine? For once, we got something decent behind our heads. 
And um, so, hold on, there's more people in here. Of course, if you them. were behind us bending over with your cleavage, now that would be a far better sight than the Hollywood sign. <laughs> That's hilarious. Well, it's true. So it certainly has cleavage. So all is good and and uh, oh wow, uh, all is good and all the way around. So you guys, we're gonna have fun. Yeah, she says it's fabulous. And that's Roxy who throws that stuff up. I love that, Roxy. You're really a, a very smart woman. You're terrific. <laughs> Look at that. All my friends are popping in. I, I don't even want to do a show. I just, want to, I just want to watch all my friends popping in. Because, you know, we don't get to see anybody. This goddamn COVID crap has everybody hiding or whatever. And, you know, I'm dying to go to work. But pr production has been shut, shut down. And funding money for films is getting tight because investors are worried that we're going to go into a Great Depression soon when the market crashes and the real estate crashes and my ass crashes, you know, all that stuff that people are saying silently. Nobody's coming forward or publicly to say it. What is that? Show your watch, please, Ron. Oh, it's just a navy blue watch to match. No, no, you have to go up there to show it's it. It's a navy blue watch to match this ugly shirt I have on. With the ankles. You know, this shirt in person is so nice. If I tell you, I love it. On camera, I look like a priest, a nun, or I don't know what I look. It's just not. It's just not a me shirt. But in person, it is. So you know, when I shop for clothes for the show, I look in the mirror in the store and I say, "This is nice." Then I take it home and I really should photograph it to see what it looks like because a lot of clothes just don't photograph well or they're not suited for the character or the personality. They like the, how color coordinated you are. You're yeah, I'm, I'm always shirt. color coordinated. And these are anchors, you guys, if you Yeah, but this shirt is very faggy. Excuse the word, don't everybody have a shock. I'm allowed to say it, I'm gay. It's a faggy shirt, you know? It's like with the little girl collar, little Peter Pan collar. Like, little anchors. Know, it's not me. I should go change it. <laughs> <laughs> I really should. I'm upset about it. But anyway, screw it. Lorraine, what do you think of this little Sissy Mary shirt? Nah, not wrong. And Teresa Saban says gorgeous. You always look gorgeous. Oh, she's, yes. Teresa Saban just says always nice things. <laughs> but, uh, That's because she's nice. But Lorraine Landon tells the truth. She's no bullshit artist. Lorraine, if she says it, baby, it comes from the heart. Lorraine, should I take this shirt off? What does she say? Yes, Angel. He has. Oh, they're talking. They were talking about how funny you are. You look gorgeous. See, look at you. Look gorgeous. Yeah, they're all li liars. Liars. Angel Joseph. How did that used to go? Liar, liar. House pants on fire. fire. Pants on fire. Oh, liar, liar. Your pants are on fire. Well, how about this? Liar, liar. Lorene's panties are on fire. Woo! <laughs> Is, is Dave in the audience? The no, pervert. Dave's not here yet. Oh, Dave, the pervert. You're not here. Oh, I just said that. Lorene Landon's panties are on fire. Hey, Lady Lake says it's good etiquette to be nice to the host. Go jump in the lake, Lady Lake. <laughs> no, I don't like, I really, look at this collar. What in the fuck, oops, excuse me for cursing. What in the hell was I thinking when I bought, and it wasn't Oh, we need to get you as a little little no, sailor's hat, and you could be but like, it's not, I look like skipper on getting I like, <laughs> No, I look like Popeye, Popeye. I'm Popeye the Sailor Man. Teresa Saban says she's not blowing smoke up your restaurant. <laughs> no, but this shirt was not. It was not a cheap shirt. This was like I. This is. I spent more on this shirt than I normally spend. Now I regret it. I can't bring it back because I bought it like thirty-seven they years say ago. They say it. They say They say though that it's slimming. It's not slimming. I could just see you. You only see my neck. 
Anyway, I'm gonna if I get a break. When the music comes on, I'm gonna run and change. Actually, we're gonna play. I think what we're gonna do is maybe play a song while we're waiting for our guest. Oh, to good. Come then I could get some people. Sure you, can go, you can go change it, and then as soon as the song is over, we'll welcome our first guest, Zoe. And so, what I want to do, you guys, she's gonna be a riot because you know etiquette is a thing of the past. There's no such thing as etiquette anymore. People are slobs. People are vulgar. People are crude. People are ill-mannered. People do not have table manners. People pass gas publicly, like, and they smile and laugh. <laughs> and, uh, isn't that funny? I just listen, started. I mean, Angela Joseph says you need a not to go, uh, yacht to go with the shirt, and Lorraine says you just need earrings. Lorraine tells it. I need earrings and false eyelashes. But you're more like Mr. Hal, though, than Skipper. <laughs> no, I, 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 need, I need false eyelashes, and uh, I could be Tina Louise. No, you got like love. So here's what we're gonna do, you guys. Roxy, you know, I knew Tina Louise. Song, so. I, 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 I cannot tell my Tina Louise story. Hang on, no, no, we don't have time right now. We oh, I got it. Well, I just mentioned Tina, Tina Louise was at a party at my friend Lee Winkler and Barry Winkler's house up in Truesdale Estates, and I guess she had a little bit of too much of everything. And she kind of passed out on the coffee table. So they threw her in a cab and they sent her home. And I said, that's terrible. Like, how is she going to get home stoned out of her face, drunk? They said, oh, the cab driver knows her. <laughs> so, <laughs> so he knows how to bring her home and bring her upstairs. And then we left and we went to the candy store on Rodeo Drive. The candy store used to be a disco, a private club. And I went with my whole movie star crowd. And we missed her, you know, because she was really a lot of fun. Actually, she was dating one of my friends at the time. Okay, so we want to welcome artist Miss Kim real quick. Here's what we're going to do, Tina guys. Louise so we had April Rose Gabriella, you guys. She came on our uh, show, and we saw her in concert. She's got a number one, uh, number, a song right now out called Do You. It's number 27 on the Billboard charts. And we're going to play it real quick, and then when we come back, we're going to welcome our first guest, Zoe Yeoman. Uh, so go ahead, Roxy, see what you can do. Let's get it going. Everybody, this is April Rose Gabrielli. Uh -huh. Do you? My cousin. <laughs> do you, do you, do you know the way I feel? I hope so. I don't expect you to, because all I say is just do you, babe. Do you, do you, do you know that I am a Do you, babe? Do you, do you, do you know that I? 
time, oh baby, be mine, oh baby, be mine. You gotta know there's a look in your eye, oh do you, do you see mine? tell you a little story my mother's uh, maiden name was Gabrielli and we found out that her father or uh, my great-great-grandfather and her great-grandfather were brothers and they came over from Italy and we are I think fourth or fifth cousins and I love her she's beautiful she's sweet and I thought okay that's enough but when she was at Soho Johnny's event in New York and she sang oh my god she brought the house down she moves, she sings, she's got style, class, beauty, a voice. I'm so proud of her. She's fabulous, you guys. And that song right now is number, it's one of the most Shazam songs in the country. Yeah, she's good. She's going to be a big star. She's going to be the next Miley Cyrus. So you, look, you, look, you look handsome. Oh, right, look, you guys. This is more me, like a like an old whore. You know, I like to look like an old So shit. we want to thank, too, you guys, because like it's this is our... I think our third week that we've been able to play music again, and yeah. a lot of that has to do with the fact that we brought Roxy on, and between the two of us, we figured out how to do it. So thank you, Roxy, and Angela Joseph also helped with that. So I want to thank both of you guys, and now we're going to bring in our first guest. Uh, my freaking uh, my phone is bouncing. Um, okay, I'm falling apart, but that's okay. Hey, you. I, I have to be introduced first before we can speak. The we have boss, to make, sure, we, have to make sure we can hear her first. Yeah. Can we hear you? Oh, you handsome devils. You, there you, you go. You beautiful blonde. Um, okay. All right, everybody. Now we want to welcome to the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell, actress, director, producer, and the most amazing thing of all, etiquette expert, Zoe Yeoman. Hello and welcome to the show. Well, thank you, Jimmy. Thank you. Nice to meet you, Ron. Yes, I can't wait to talk to you because the world has turned to garbage. As we know, there's no such thing as, please, may I, would you like, can I do, hold a door, light a cigarette, slide a seat. Those days are gone, honey bunch. Well, you know, hold on. Before we talk about that, though, before we, we want to do one other thing. Okay, why do you always interrupt me when I'm in our Because we need to, we always say hi to everybody before you start doing things. Why do we have to do it always the same way? Because I like then to. I speak and then we no. say hi. So we have we're married. We have a uh, we have a chat just, room. You're like an old married couple. We are yes. an old married couple. In a in a couple of weeks we are celebrating our tenth anniversary. We how, how I how I did it, I'll never know. So we have a Man. chat room filled with people. Real quick, before you answer, just say hi to everybody in the chat room. They're excited. 
Hello, chatters. Thank you for the highs already. I appreciate it. It's nice there to you have go. you. Now may I speak? Now you can speak. Dafura. Kyle <laughs> <laughs> Dafura. Um, yes, I'm gonna open, I'm gonna open up with this and I'm gonna throw it at you because you're gonna go wild with it. Marilyn Monroe never wore a bra or a girdle. And when she walked, they said her ass was like jello on springs. In my day, women wore girdles and bras, slips, and did not shake it. If their asses showed a crack or shook, oh my <laughs> God, it was shocking. If the, hem Wait, what am I finished? if the hemline was not the correct hemline that they dictated, you wouldn't go out. If you had a run in your stocking, oh my God, how embarrassing, you wouldn't go out. Now, what's the difference from going to today? You're, we're just you're preaching to the to the preacher, like a hundred percent on board with you, Ron. And and you know, it breaks my heart a little bit because you know I I've been to the opera kind of like all over the country, and uh, it, invariably I'll be sitting next to someone in jeans and a t-shirt or a sweatshirt. But this is how it is now. This is how it is. People get on the airplane right in their pajamas, like my. <laughs> I mean, that's not, that's not the, their minds if I had ever done that, right? That's not the worst thing I've ever seen. I was at theater and somebody seated two rows behind had a fuck you Trump t-shirt on to wear to, a, to the theater. I mean, had, first of all, it was vile that he was so disrespectful to the then president, which you don't do in my day. In my day, no matter how bad the president was, you simply discussed it intelligently and said, I don't care for his politics. But you never went and called his wife a whore and, and, <laughs> and that he was a disgusting pig. I mean, you know, now they're calling Biden a moron, a brain dead asshole. I mean, they're saying the most dreadful things about Biden. What has happened to the etiquette of the American public? Well, I think the the kind of the casual nature of how things are these days, the kind of laissez-faire, say what you want, be free, it's all good, don't be repressed. You know, it's 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 okay to speak your mind, um, however vulgar and however loudly you'd like, and that's just kind of what we've come to. And you know, this hasn't just happened. I mean, this has been a kind of a downhill slide since like the '50s. No, 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 not the 50s. I'm from the 50s. I'm older than you are. I'm 81. So I came up wartime, and I was a teenager in the 50s. And let me tell you something. We respected our girlfriends. We never treat, We never said, God forbid, you cursed in the front. Oh, I'm so sorry. I slipped. Uh, you, 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 you did everything that your gentleman was taught to do. We would go to a dance and we'd go over to a girl and say, would you like to dance with me? And no, we had etiquette. Believe me, I was raised with etiquette. Let me clarify that. Wait, the hippies were. Let her clarify. Wait, hippies. Thank you. <laughs> 60, 60, 69 and 70s. 70s, right? 70s? Because yeah. I, yeah. I was alive Bur too. Burn your, burn your bra. Yeah, yeah. And, 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 so don't, and don't wear panties. Go commando. Because <laughs> jeans look better if you don't wear underwear. I mean, I was around all those days. I'm 81 years old, so I'm as old as dirt. And I've been around from the good days to these days. And unfortunately, I've had to update myself and become vulgar on my show and be risque and be quite ordinary. 
because that's what goes. If I were my old self, people would say, who is that old queen? Get him off the air. He's a, he's a big stuffed shirt. Well, I um, I had to write an interview recently, uh, uh, sorry, a review recently, and I'm thinking about taking it down because I was so angry about the way the man treated me. He told me to shut my mouth. Who said that? This guy. Kick him in the balls. <laughs> customer service guy kick him in the balls i was complaining he told me to shut my mouth and i could say worse about what he called me um, what, do you, what do you call you i like it <laughs> like, we were unsold wait wait he calls me a bitch and i told him well you don't know me well enough to call me that name right but you know, so on and so forth. And, and and it went back and forth. It went. And I wasn't really exactly happy. Yes, Teresa. I was, he was. He was awful. And I'm getting ready to call his boss today. Um, <laughs> no, the favorite, the favorite word, um, the favorite word today that men love to call women is uh, UNT. Put a C in front of it. Which is super disrespectful. That's their favorite word. Oh, they love that. That, that look at that mm, over there. She's a real mm. that word is used more than I love you. Things have changed. Sadly. We'll agree. We'll agree that things have changed greatly. So I think for me in my generation, because oh. I'm a little older, I think that the the whole downfall. Not older than I. Um, I think I know I'm a different age than you, but I think the downfall of etiquette, because like when I was a kid, like we went to Cotillion. You know, yes. they taught you how, what fork you yes. use, how to dance, yes. how to ask a lady. Yes. You know, we, and everybody went to Cotillion. It wasn't like I went. I wasn't like privileged. I went also. I grew Cotillion. up middle class. But I think that the downfall of everything happened when they changed everything where Fridays were casual Fridays. And the beginning of casual Fridays was the beginning of the downfall of the world. Where people stopped wearing mm -hmm. suits on Fridays. And then all of a sudden it just got worse and worse. Like we were at the mall the other day and there was like a young kid in front of us. And his pants literally were down like to his knees, and you just you could see his underwear. And he's like walking around the mall like that. And I was like, in my day, you know, and I'm not approved, but like I would never walk around like that. Because it's listen. When I went to cotillion dances, I have that is right. You know what a cotillion is. In our day, a cotillion was where they taught young men how to ask a girl to dance, and you learned how to dance. It was cotillion. I I found it very easy. Abraham Lincoln didn't. He had a little difficulty with asking girls to dance. So I went over and I helped Abe out. It's a joke. <laughs> Sorry, you have to do a ha ha ha. I do laugh it. <laughs> no, anyway, seriously. Um, so I, I want to hear from her a little bit. I know, but I want to feed her. I got to. No, I don't want to feed her. See, I want to charge her up because I know in this woman there is fury and she's not giving it to me. Listen, I've been interviewed. I interviewed over 4,000 people for 20 something years. I know how to get out of my people what I want. This lady has so much to say, but she's being politically correct because she's afraid of what the public is no, going to say. Not afraid. I want to get her going. Am I getting you going, Zoe? <laughs> Spewed it out, honey. Spewed it out. I don't see it. Wait, did you have to talk? Wait, one more thing. These fat slobs with tattoos, their asses hanging out. Girls I see in the mall. Fat asses. Asses like hippos. And they got what? the nerve to put tattoos all over their asses so you can really see it good. And they are in skin tight, stretched elastic pants. And as they walk, their asses move exactly like a hippo's ass when it used to be behind a hippo walking. Listen, I am the ultimate diplomat, but but we also <laughs> we all know. I'm not. 
cetera, et cetera, et cetera, are a privilege. They're not a right. And there are things that people forget in public that they were either never taught, don't believe are important, are worried about what their friends are going to think or say, and especially the younger kids who have peer pressure. So, you know, there's a lot to this. There's a lot underneath it. And sometimes it simmers and boils and we we act out in public because we're just we've ju we're just tired of it. We've had enough. And then there are times where we just decide to take the high road. We decide to take care of someone else. We decide to make it okay. So we we hold the door and then 17 people walk by. <laughs> that so happens. That happens all the time. That is true. You're still holding the door because you're that kind of person. And you know what? God sees it. It's all good. What really is the cause of today is I lived in Manhattan on the Upper East Side basically a Jewish community. Most of my lady friends were Jewish. They wore Chanel. They wore uh, Lily Dache. They wore magnificent clothes. They dressed beautifully. They wore stockings and fur coats, and they looked elegant and gorgeous. Now their children said, I don't want to look like my mother. I'm going to go the opposite way. So they wear torn jeans, ripped shirts, and they look like shit. Now, my friend, I won't mention who she is. She had a nervous breakdown. She said, I am fabulous. I am gorgeous. Look at me. And why do you look like a bum in the street? And the daughter said, because I don't want to be you. I want to be me. That's sad. But that's And you know what? All these people that are tattooed 30 years from now, the new generation is going to say, I'm not tattooing myself. That's what my parents did. I don't want to look like them. So that's what happens. Children do not want to look like their parents for some reason. Meanwhile, parents should drown them at birth. I always wanted to look like my mother. Miriam was the babe. Like my mom and dad were a power couple. And they, this was like the 60s, the 70s, yes. They were beautiful. They dressed. They went out to parties. You know, she wore pins and big jewelry. I mean, yeah, Miriam that, had my mother looked like Eva Gabor. Yeah. And yeah. I used to, because I was a hairdresser, so I would always put 9,000 wiglets in the head to make her look like Eva Gabor. And my mother was um, a stickler for um, speaking. If she heard someone speaking incorrectly, using all the wrong vowels or whatever, you, you know, whatever. Speech. Speech. My mother would be upset by it. She'd say, why don't they learn to speak English? It's a very nice language. Because we came from Brooklyn, and I have a great big Brooklyn accent, and my mother would say to me, Ronnie, it's not pronounced that way, it's pronounced this way. And it annoyed me. So now I deliberately speak Brooklyn just to annoy my mother in heaven. I think because our show has a an older demographic audience, because our audience is basically like 40 to 70, you know, in that range. So a lot, because everybody in the chat room, they're saying, I was raised to be a lady, my mother was elegant. My mom still yeah. looks amazing, um, but but which is isn't the people we're talking about. But I want to know a little bit. Give us a little history. First of all, you guys too, Zoe. Not only is she uh, an etiquette expert, but like you guys have seen her on things like uh, Law and Order, SVU, The Practice, Strong Medicine, The Drew Carey Show. She's done all kinds of cool movies. Um, she's a dog lover. Now, oh, do you still uh, have do you still have three dogs? All four of them are gone. Oh, uh, as, as of April. Oh my gosh, so, that's so sad. I'm so sorry. Yeah, yeah, they're all gone now, just as of just this past April. So that's, I miss my boys. You should take that out of your bio so people don't bring up on a uh, terrible stuff. Yeah, because <laughs> we, we have three. 
uh, well, our, it's, yeah. it's okay. She, you know, she had, I, uh, she had standard poodles, and I love. Yeah, but for me, it would be devastating. Did <laughs> you know if my doggies die? My daughter Deirdre is going to Italy uh, next week, and she said to me, "I've been watching on the big smart TV the tours of Italy, where you walk through all various cities of Italy." And she said, my God, Daddy, how beautifully they dress in Italy. Women wear long dresses, men in nice, you know, and the same thing with Paris, the same thing with other countries. So when people say, well, it's the foreigners that are coming in, people from Mexico, if you go to Mexico City, they dress magnificently. These women are gorgeous. Colombian women, forget about it. They love big jewelry. They love flowers. They're stunning. What happens when these people come to America? They turn into shit. Well, I mean, I don't know, maybe that's one form of assimilation. But Jimmy, I wanted to say, and here's an etiquette thing. You apologized about the dogs, and I'm going to say to you, don't give it another thought. Okay. Okay. So okay. So feels like they've they've offended or they're worried they've hurt your feeling. What if you really are sincere, you can say, Don't give it another thought. And so I say that to you. IMDB, you cannot change your biography. So once you put something in there, you know, it's there. But I am a huge animal lover. I've had dogs. I had horse. You know, it's just I. And and uh, yeah, it's. Tell lovely. us where are you. Where are you? Like, tell us where you are. You look like you're in like New Mexico or some or Arizona or something. I am in New Mexico. Yes. Do you like my from your decor? Yes, from your decor. I guess that. Yes, it's beautiful. Where Where are you in Santa Fe? No, not today. Today I'm in Albuquerque. Because I love Santa Fe. Yes, don't we though? It's a oh, beautiful. I mean it's gorgeous but who can afford it well i love the southwest and i, I love do, I palm, palm springs and uh, i'm a southwest girl now it suits me i think it's fabulous. no i could be a southwest boy because i love santa fe i stayed there for a period of time with a good friend of mine and we went real this is like 20 years ago we went real estate hunting and the prices then were seven eight nine hundred thousand now they yeah. must be in the many many millions yeah you know what are you gonna do What's what's a million or two, right? (laughs) So you guys can follow Zoe on Instagram. It's Z-O-E-Y-E-O-M-A-N-Z-Y is her Instagram handle. Um, And and she's also on Twitter. It's just uh, her name, Z-O-E-Y-E-O-M-A-N. And I love your name, by the way, Zoe. I think that's like one of the greatest names ever. I knew a Zoe in my life. So hold on. So let's tell everybody, because you've done so many things, and I think I read in your bio you started – uh, acting, you've done a lot of theater at 16 and everything. How, how did you, a lot of theater, yes, on your bio. So how did you get into the whole, like, I'm going to become like an etiquette expert and I'm going to like, you know, help people? Well, you know, this is very much about how you're raised, right? So mom and dad tried to raise us where we could kind of go anywhere, fit in with anyone, marry anyone, not feel uncomfortable wherever we were. And they would, you know, all the take your elbows off the table. Well, why? Why do I need to take my elbows off the table? So these are things that, you know, I really kind of were of interest to me. Um, and so I started my own etiquette concern. I had a, a business for almost 15 years and I did it. I taught two and a half year olds how to use their napkin and where to put their napkin. And then I worked with big fortune companies, you know, Hershey's and Boeing and big companies teaching their, their vice presidents and their, you know, their upper management folks. So it's just something that I'm fascinated by and it's in everything, you know, yeah, we do, have, do, they, do they think you're a little weird? 
Does I mean, you because think to the, the people you're trying to teach, because but, if I if I go on my pedestal and start to preach this, people say, "Oh, shut up." That was yesterday. Like You're an old man. That's yeah. That doesn't happen anymore. Christian is out of the like past. Mm -hmm. and, and the answer is no. I don't care because people tell me I'm fabulous <laughs> all the time, and they're right. I am fabulous, right? And my friends love me. Like one of my girlfriends is like, "Oh, you know, what do you think of my new shirt?" And I said, "That's not a shirt, Michelle. That's a blouse." And she still to this day brings that up, and we laugh about it. And so it's just who I am. It's my nature, and you know, people like me anyway. In he spite does of it to me too. He does it to me all the time. I have certain phrases that I use oh. all the time, and I, and I know they're incorrect, but oh. I say them anyway. And he's like. You can't do that, and please don't do that when you're. You know, I, I negotiate. You know, billion you know, billion dollar movie deals and stuff. And it's like I hope you don't talk like no that. No one, no one knows how to use the difference between his and him, and that drives me nuts when they use yeah. him instead of his or his instead of him. And I just say to myself, I cringe because to me it's total illiteracy. It's not speaking the English language, although I don't really speak well anymore because I don't. If I speak like I'm speaking now, they say, "Oh, you're gay." Because I sound gay. <laughs> so if I speak with a Brooklyn accent, they don't know that I'm gay. They think I'm some tough, wise guy from Brooklyn. So you see, it's how you speak and present yourself. And young people don't get it. That when you go for a job interview, you put your best foot forward, you dress beautifully, you groom yourself, and you speak intelligently and clearly, and then you'll get the job. But if you <laughs> go with tattoos, flip-flops, your hair all astrew, and a beard, and you say, yeah, I like this job over there. You know, I think I could do good for your company. Well, think, about the, think about the people who are having to go out there and date right now. <gasps> my like, daughters. My daughters date. <laughs> I'm 29 years married. You guys have been together for 10 now, Mary. I mean, think if, if you were having to go out there and actually date. Like My daughters, my daughters are single. My one daughter is <laughs> One is 52, the other one's 46, and they're very successful business women. They hold their own. They don't need a man for support or anything. Um, and, and my daughter, Leslie, was first one up Miss America. She looks like Grace Kelly. So I'm not selling dogs over here. You know, I'm not selling ugly broads. My daughters yes. both are very beautiful. And the men out there, she said, are just not worth it because they're not men anymore. They're boys. And they don't know how to treat a lady because my daughters were raised to be treated like ladies. So it's difficult That's for women of quality today to meet men of quality. Angela Joseph says, Zoe, this is why I'm single and I have a petting zoo. <laughs> <laughs> she's single. She's, 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 she's got, you know why she's single? She's tired. She's got 38 children. <laughs> I mean, all the kids she's got. Of course, That's I didn't have time to date. Um, Angie, I would date you. <laughs> I love, I'm I love grateful for my husband back in the day when people still dated and called and all that good stuff. And wow, it's strange. So, I, I have a question then, because we were in New York in May and we were at a diner. So when I was a kid um, and I was in high school, no matter what job I applied for, I put on a suit. It doesn't matter. I went to a movie theater. I put on a suit. If I went and applied at Arby's, I put on suits. a suit we wore yeah, to look good and presentable. So like this kid came in with like his hair all nappy. We were at a diner. You know, I get it's a diner maybe, but he had a big backpack on his shoulders and he had ripped jeans and a t-shirt that was dirty and he asked for a job. 
you know, and he had a phone and a iPod. He had a, a expensive phone and expensive sneakers and everything. So it wasn't like he was poor, you know. Um, but that's how he went to apply for the job, and they immediately said no. But like, do you think that like Did nowadays they, they, got the they, they no, he didn't get it. They don't teach. They, I don't know that they teach that like kids to dress up and and, and look your best. You know, if you're going to go try and get a job, even when they get out of college, they don't do it. Let me do wait, it. Let her answer my thing. I want her to talk. I want her to answer. But I want to say something more, more interesting. I hear you. you no, no, no. Go. I hear you 100%. And, and I would actually say that if you showed up at any number, especially like IT for IT jobs and, and software jobs, you, you bet not, best not wear a suit because they, they don't think you're creative now, right? So oh you have to. That's okay, there was a time I would go when I lived in Manhattan, we would go to dinner at Le Cirque. Okay, mm -hmm. when you went to Le Cirque, you wore a tie and a jacket, and a lady wore a beautiful dress, and the room was the most elegant room. Then suddenly, nobody was going anymore to Le Cirque because we were getting old, we, nobody could make it. Everybody had arthritis, they were half dead. You know, all, all the old people from the Upper East Side were croaking. So the young people started to go to a circ and they said to, I forgot his name, the owner, but they said to him, oh, we don't want to wear jackets. So you know what he did? He made a room especially for the slobs to go and eat. And then the <laughs> other room was for the elegant people. Well, there were three people in the elegant side and a hundred people on the slob side. And guess what? The circ is no longer there. So you yeah. people have lost out on the most elegant dining in the country with the best food in the most beautiful room with service that was unbelievable. You were treated like kings and queens. You did it by being slobs. You put all of the great New York restaurants out of business. Yeah. I think the last bastion for me personally, I might've been born too late. Um, but anyway, I joined the, when I moved to Beverly Hill, when I moved to LA, I joined the Friars Club because I was super excited. This was in 2000. I was super excited about actually getting to sit down with, with uh, 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 Sid Charisse and, and uh, Suzanne Plachette and Don Rickles and, and Red Buttons. I mean, they were all there. Milty was still alive. They were all there. And my husband and I used to go in there and we would have a ball with that generation. Had a ball. You're talking and, about uh, my crowd. I used to go there with Barbara Lux. Saul and Barbara Lux were members, and I was a guest all the time. And it's exactly as you said, every, Milton Berle, every celebrity was at the Friars Club in Beverly Hills. In fact, I lived on Spalding, so I could walk to the Friars Club. So did I. Wait, wait, I, was, I was 306 South Spalding Drive. 63 and a half. Okay. God, you guys are like a block apart. <laughs> yeah, but, but, but about 10 right years apart. The peninsula. Yeah, about, right 10, the about 10 yeah. years apart. Because yeah. I, li I lived there in 79, 80, 81, 82, and 85. I lived, I we, had a, we had a lovely yeah. house right on Spalding. We had so much fun with all of those guys. Oh, and, yeah. And, and, you know, we got treated so well. And, yeah. you know, we tried to bring the young comedians in. We did Jeff Ross you know, would come and hang out and, and yeah. that was great. But so many of the younger people were not interested, even though we did everything we could to make it affordable for them to come in, for them to join. And uh, it was sad. Yeah. It was sad, but. I also want to like brag to you real quick. So everybody, let's listen. If you want to find out more about Zoe, you can go to zoeyeoman.com, Z-O-E-Y-E-O-M-A-N.com. 
And uh, she's done. She's. I mean, she's got a phenomenal body of work. And from what I understand, by talking to Barry Rogers, which will give him a shout out since he introduced us. Hey, Barry, what's up? Barry's an awesome, awesome publicist. He and is. Um, uh, that you're better than you? Well, nobody's better than me, but <laughs> <laughs> but he's second. <laughs> he's oh, a great Barry, guy. Barry, Barry. No, he's a great, great guy. I feel really honored. Jimmy, to call Jimmy him has a, a bit of a problem. <laughs> yeah, it's called. Um, Ego, ego. Uh, but anyway, um, uh, but Barry's a fabulous guy, and and I, from what I understand, they're actually working on a website for you for like your etiquette website to promote you as the etiquette expert. And um, so, since you're an actor and and you've been in all these cool things, and almost everybody in our chat room is in the entertainment industry, oh, why don't you give us give us? Because I just read an article that you did with like I don't know who, Hollywood Times or somebody, and you were giving like examples of things not to do. When you're on set, especially if you're like an extra or something. Oh, go away with this and, uh, one. I'm, and, not, I'm keeping my mouth keeping shut. My, well, first of all. Oh, I'm you, shutting up. Yeah, because he does everything wrong. <laughs> no, I don't do everything wrong. I did, Listen, I was in a movie in 1959 with Sophia Loren and Tia And that was a major movie by Lummet. Lummet was directing. Lummet or Lummet, however you want to say it. Uh, nowadays, I'm in these films. Oh, my God. Oh, I don't even know that I'm working. I think I'm in some kind of a horror situation. <laughs> so well, well, let her talk. Tell us a little bit about what are some of the I'm things. I'm keeping my mouth shut. We just want people to keep their mouths shut. Like you should be listening and not talking when there are things going on around you. You can actually be on set and like learn something if you're paying attention. Um, don't be too much work. Don't hound the stars for autographs or selfies. Like I understand how cool it is to get a selfie with Vince Vaughn, you know. But I, uh, uh, or, or but I wasn't on. Uh, I wasn't there to, you know, to get selfies with everybody. So, um, you know, it is what it is. It's nice to have that stuff to put on your social media. But you don't want to be too much work. You want to be nice to people, and I mean everybody: the wardrobe people, the makeup, hair, and makeup art, like. You need to be decent. You need to be nice you, and 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 just mind your manners. Like pay attention because you never know who you're talking to. And we love our crew. Like we love our crew and our poor, you know, I feel for those folks. They might be getting ready to strike and I say go for it. Um, yeah, so, so craft services now is a whole thing because of COVID. Like there's a lot of stuff to be paying attention to. Wear your mask. Yes, Angela, oh, don't do much work. Listen up, listen up to this. I was friends with Betty Davis. To my regret, I do not have a picture of Betty and I together. Why? Because it was socially unacceptable. Betty was not made up or hair done, and she would never be photographed unless she looked perfect. I was best friends with Jane Russell, my sister, my lover, my friend. I mean, buddies, we hung out for years. I have a few pictures of Jane Russell, and she let it go by because she was made up with lashes and a wig and gorgeous. But today, stars take pictures like they're streetwalkers. I mean, nothing. <laughs> back in those days, I would never ask. I, I knew Burt Reynolds. I don't have a photograph of Burt Reynolds and myself. And I'm sad about this, but I would never ask Burt. First of all, we didn't have cell phones. We, and had, a little, we had little cameras uh, with a flash cube. Have a little dignity, you know. No, uh, can you I didn't just disturb them if they didn't look good? Hang on, wait, let her say. Betty, Betty Davis makes me cry. I loved her so much. I loved her um, more than you. I knew her. <laughs> <laughs> my favorite, favorite 
talented actors. We could talk forever, like the three of us, I think. Um, well, my audience likes name dropping, so I could do a lot of that. <laughs> but seriously, seriously, I have been in Betty's home where Betty was, she was going bald a bit, you know, and she had a hair. You could, I wouldn't say, can I have a selfie with you? She looked yeah. like a frog. She looked like a frog sometimes. Her eyes were, you know, when she drank a lot, her eyes used to bulge. Yeah. She yes. wasn't the most, I knew her as an old woman, and she yeah. wasn't the most attractive 80 year old, 75 year old woman. Never did ask. Now, Jane but, Russell came out of my swimming pool, and I said to Jane, Oh my God, you're 86 years old, you've got legs of a 20 year old, not a varicose vein, nothing. Her legs were from her throat down. I wanted to take a picture, but I wouldn't ask Jane. Because well, we have to really take care. You know, you really have to take care of yourself. Um, and those gals really did take care. Of they took care of their image. They yeah. would never be photographed without looking like movie stars. Today, right. look at that girl that was coming out of a Jeep and she opened her leg and you could see her everything. Yeah. Uh, like you know, um, you want to be on time. Um, you want to, there's, there, it, Etiquette is in everything. Golf course, theater, going to the movies, being on set. It's in everything. Are so, there like are there like like I don't know, like like what do you think are like the five worst faux pas? Or I don't know if there is such a thing, but like what do you think are some of the worst things that people do um the etiquette wise that maybe they don't know about it or they just don't care? But what are some of the things that you think, what, wait, what do you think some of the worst etiquette faux pas are? One one thing that just chaps me. Is is when people allow you to call them by the wrong name and they don't correct you. So if someone's mispronouncing your name or calling you by the wrong name, your job is to help them, right? Because that's good manners. So it's you know what? It's not Joey. It's Zoe. Oh oh, I'm so sorry. Oh, it's okay. Don't give it another thought. It's fine. It happens all the time, right? So giving letting people off the hook is something that's supremely nice to do um sharing the energy when you're out with a group of people like some people are kind of introverts and they're a little more reserved but if you're actually listening to them they say some of the funniest stuff there's some of the funniest stuff out there but they can't get a word in edgewise because somebody else is kind of taking the energy in the room right um thank you notes are always lovely i don't think people do that anymore i don't think people send thank you notes anymore ron does some of no, I still, you know, I did, and I got a couple of responses like, oh, my God, my mother used to send thank you notes. And I realized, well, okay, how old was your mother? She was 112. Okay. <laughs> so now I know that thank you notes are passe, my darling. <laughs> how about years ago? Let's let's drop names with people like that. Le Sir, no, I mean, uh, Le Dome, the... Uh, the fabulous restaurants we had in Beverly Hills years ago. Do you remember when we went to those restaurants, what an affair it was, what a day it was or night? We worried what we'd look like. We had to make sure we were coordinated. And then we'd walk in and there's Merle O'Brien or there's Eleanor Parker or there's Clark Abel. I mean, everybody that was in the movie business was in these restaurants. My favorite was Bistro Gardens. Or La Rangerie, I mean, my God, gone, gone, gone. So how can people today know what elegance is if there's nowhere for them to go to to be elegant? I think a lot of people just watch the award shows and watch. They look like crap on the award show. They wear red and, and watch and watch that. Um, you know, watch the award shows and, and read magazines and stay on social media and watch the perfectly 
photoshopped uh, photographs. And because uh, <laughs> they think, well, why can't I look like that? Well, I'm sorry. Nobody looks like that. It's photoshopped. <laughs> we actually have a friend and that's what he does. We have, and movie stars today look like crap. Now, my mother, I remember when I was about nine, eight, eight or nine years old, she changed her hairdo. And I said, oh, mother, that looks good. She said, yeah, I saw Joan Crawford in a movie and I love the way Joan had her hair. So I had my hairstyle like Joan Crawford. My sister wanted only to be Grace Kelly because she's a blue-eyed blonde, and she wore her hair exactly like Grace Kelly. And she would say, oh, I saw her to catch a thief, and I loved her page boy. So they had people to look up to that were beautifully put together. Today, the movie stars are in ripped dungarees with tattoos, no broad. They don't even brush their teeth. Their hair is all over the place, no makeup. So the kids say, wow, that's groovy. That's what I'm going to look like. We don't have well, Have you looked at Anna Taylor Joy lately? I don't, know. No, I don't even know who that is. Fabulous. Who is it? She's an actress. Yo. Yeah. Well, Angelina, yeah. Angelina Jolie, who Stunning. I love because, well, she grew up in my house as a kid, so she's my favorite oh, person. Go. Oh, I love yeah. Angie. And I mean, she's, dress is that, she's right on the cusp of that generational thing, though. Yeah, but you she, know, grew, she, she grew up the, now. The good bag and the good shoes. She dresses beautifully now. Now she dresses her age. Yeah. She looks gorgeous. She's a little too skinny, but that's something that we should discuss is this anorexia that's no, going we don't on. Want to discuss that now. Well, people are too skinny. What do they think that's Vogue? Well, Who it, started that? Also too fat. They're also too fat. Well, both. Hang yeah. on, I want to go back because we had a, you had said something important about the photoshopping thing. So we have a friend who works for all the major publications, and that's all he does is make sure that the celebrities who are already gorgeous and drop dead gorgeous, but he has to make sure that they look perfect by cutting them down and making them you know skinnier, thinner. The pictures are fabulous and everything. So so for all you guys listening, when you see all those cover photos, all those people don't actually look like that. That's like after they paid somebody to make them even look more gorgeous than they already do. Um, you know, and so it's not a realistic expectation that you can actually look that way what, because it's not real. What cracks me up are uh, I go to a store and the chick on the cash register has eyelashes seven feet out in the air. What the hell? I think they're drag queens. I mean, they all look like drag queens. They have eye makeup on like Cleopatra and the eyelashes are so exaggerated that when they blink, the eyebrow comes. Eyebrow, the eyelashes going to the hairline. Stupid. That's 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 not day wear. What do you think of that? These idiots with the, these drag queen eyelashes. I mean, really. Well, I personally wouldn't wear them, but I I do like to put lashes on sometimes. In the um, evening think, for formal occasions. It can be very glamorous. Yeah. You know, just it's just pop culture, Ron. It's just pop culture. But you know, what the rest a culture. Of what a culture. What a culture. What a culture. It should only yeah. not be. It should so, only go away. So Tristan from Australia wrote in the chat room too, a faux pas would be asking a woman their age. Is that still considered to be a faux pas? Pretty in the, much. In the, in, the new, in the new world? Yes. <laughs> but it's asked yeah. all the time. It's asked all the time. I well, just had an yeah. incident lately with somebody who wouldn't give us our their age. And there was a reason why we had to know their age. I forgot who it was. Oh, oh, Nick in New York. I said, how old are you? And he said, oh, I won't tell. I said, well, um, you're, you're a man. What different? I'm 81. I'm proud to be 81. Look, I could still breathe, you know. Yeah. 
A yes. lot of people are looking a lot better, though, in their older age, because we have a lot of friends in their 70s, and you would never know they were in their 70s, ever. Well, my grandmother used to have two buns. She wore black all the time. She was in mourning for 100 years. And, you know, they were, they were peasant-looking. Now, unfortunately, some 85-year-old women are dressing like their teenage granddaughters, and they look a little ridiculous. So wait, so as far as That's etiquette goes, do you consider... Yeah, you know, do you, do you, would you if you were like working with people, uh, working with people, would you like encourage them to dress then, you know, in a way that that kind of goes with whatever their actual age is? Oh, you, as a woman, I think if you if you don't take into consideration your age, you're gonna you're gonna embarrass yourself. Typically, I mean, you know, one of my idols was Cher. You know, Cher has an incredible figure still. You know, she looks great in whatever she wears, but she's also an icon, right? And so so you know, when you see a woman who's in her 70s and she's dressed like someone who's 25, it, it screams all kinds of things. Yes, and terrible I would, things. Yes, and I would it, screams, say, it screams Norma Desmond. <laughs> I knew you would fill in the blank for me. <laughs> Listen, I love you. Listen, the reason why our show is such a success is because I have a big mouth. So if I sat here quietly, the show wouldn't be the number one show in the world. And as it is. Fun. But yes. anyway, yeah, you have to dress age appropriately. Sometimes I don't. And I feel stupid. I feel stupid sometimes. I'm a, I'm a Ralph Lauren guy. I love corduroy slacks with a tweed jacket and a beautiful shirt and boots. That's my look. But Sounds I'm not going horseback riding, and I live in a town that's 180 degrees of weather. Yeah. yeah. So we walk yeah, around I here half naked. I love classic and timeless. Yeah, and, and classic. Carolina Herrera or 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 uh, Tom Ford or or uh, Ralph Lauren. I'm love, all about love, it. Ralph is all great. about it. Now look at you with the beautiful sweater wrapped around your neck. That is so chic, so European. I bet you people are going to say, oh, she's got a sore throat, so she wrapped that around her throat. Because they're <laughs> stupid. They're stupid. They don't get it. I oh, wear that. I do that with sweaters still. Still right, I do that. I learned yeah. that when I lived in Italy. I was a kid. It's a timeless, it's a timeless look. Timeless and look. And it's so chic. It's so chic. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for that. A lady should always have a wrapper or a sweater with her. So when you leave the house, you should always take a wrapper or a sweater. So you know how you see these girls in restaurants and planes and everything, and they have on like little shorts and they have on like tank tops. And I'm thinking they must be freezing, but I never go anywhere without a sweater or a wrap because this is not an attractive look. Right. We just came back from New York City last week. Oh, and and so we flew. Despair. We flew uh, JetBlue. So when I grew up, my father worked for Delta Airlines. Um, so I got to fly, you know, because he worked there, uh, and I had never flown anything but first class. But the rules to fly, if you worked for the airlines, was you had to wear a coat and tie. So anytime I ever was on the plane, I had to wear a coat and tie. Now you go on the plane, and people like like their underwear. It's really scary what they wear. So. I was a military kid. My father was a career man in the Air Force. And there were times when they would put us on TWA or Braniff or, you know, any of those other. And you had to dress. You were not allowed as a military family to get on the airplane, any airplane, um, without being dressed. I mean, I suppose if you were in one of those big carrier things, you know, or the cargo things, then it was not so, you didn't have to do that. But when you flew um, the private airlines, 
you better have been dressed because you were representing the United right. States. Yes, absolutely. Everyone, listen, I was born 1940 in the Red Hook Projects in Brooklyn. My father was an Italian Jewish immigrant and he couldn't get work because we were at war with Mussolini. And my parents were on welfare, home relief, whatever you want to call it. But they dressed beautifully. My sister and I were always dressed beautifully. We came from the poorest neighborhood in Brooklyn. But everybody dressed beautifully in Brooklyn. Everyone in New York dressed beautifully. Black, pe black people were stupendous. The way the black had, people dressed in the 40s was breathtaking. Yes, Lady Lake. We, were, we had aspirations because we saw the movie stars. We watched the movies. We, we had it aspirations style. of glamour and style and uh classic beauty and um you know good shoes and good bags and good belts and all of that really mattered and the right haircut and yeah. you know all of that stuff really mattered and i think to a lot of people it still does but i think it also depends on kind of like where you live and people will say oh well it's a socioeconomic thing i i, I don't oh, care you can still present really well regardless of yeah we lived in the city projects we were poor i mean my father couldn't get a job my mother went to work in a factory a paint factory for 12 dollars a week or something we were very poor but we had easter clothes and beautiful clothes and we looked well uh you can dress nicely it doesn't mean you you're poor it doesn't have to be expensive no it doesn't have to be expensive well, exactly. you may only have one outfit but it was a good outfit and I will tell you that the, the, the guy who walks into the bank with the cowboy hat on and he's filthy and he's got the boots that have been in the mud, he's the guy with the money. So don't presume that just because somebody isn't dressed maybe to yes. the nines, that they're not, you know, everybody deserves respect. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. And don't judge a book by its cover, it's as they say. And my mother wouldn't leave the house without putting lipstick on and fixing her hair. And I don't know. No, if my mother <laughs> if my mother went somewhere, she wore a hat with a veil and gloves. When I, I tell know. people I'm an actor, I'm an you know actress. I say actor. When I tell people I'm an actor and they look at me, they go, "Oh yeah, I can. I get that. I see that. Right? Because of kind of like my aura and how I present. I don't know who I'm going to be behind the count uh, at the grocery store with." You know, there are producers and directors and, and, and casting people all over town. I, I don't know, you know, so I, I always try when I leave the house. And maybe that's why I'm married 29 years and there are plenty of stars that are already on their fourth Because, because you didn't get fat and fall apart. So your husband will go looking for a young chicky one. So, you know, you <laughs> got to stay gorgeous and you got to stay desirable throughout your entire life. I'm 81 years old and I'm hot stuff for 81. I'm no you broken down old Russell. You are. No, I'm no broken down old bag. I just changed my shirt. When we started the show, I was in this beautiful shirt that looks gorgeous in person. But on camera, it looked like hell. And I went yeah. and changed. I don't dress for people. I dress for me. I, if I don't look good, I'm not happy. My personality changes. I get shy. I hide away. But when I know I look beautifully clean, neat, iron, beautiful shoes, everything you said, then my personality blooms and I blossom. Because here I am, world. I'm Ron Russell. But when you look like crap, you can't do that. So with it. I don't know if you can tell me this or not, but out there, what's your favorite restaurant to go to and get dressed up? I mean, 
I don't want no, to do oh, it. No. Well, here in Palm Springs would be um, uh, the, the French one. La Valerice. La Valerice. Okay. okay. But they still don't dress up there because I, I was there with, and what's his name was eating? The famous singer Barry was Manilow. Barry Manilow. And he looked like he just dug up at the yard and so did his lover, his husband. They, they look like crap. So they were at La Valerice and it, it's no longer the, uh, you get a couple of, of, of old broads from Beverly Hills that still wear Chanel coming in in a wheelchair. But, um, you know, it, it's not what it was. It's just not. And, you know, so Jewish people have, dress beautifully. I've got to say about Jewish people, Jewish people <laughs> have always been fashion setters for the world. I mean, all the great designers, women were Jewish, and uh, you never, Jewish neighborhoods, you never saw shanty anything. People were chic and fabulous. We we uh, we have a movie star friend we got to go to, but we have a movie star friend. Oh, I, I, I love this, I love her. We'll bring her back. Well, we have a movie star wanna, friend in the chat room, Lorraine Landon, and everywhere she goes, she always looks like a stunning. million bucks. Stunning. Marilyn Monroe couldn't live up to her. Lorraine ah. Landon is one of the most stunning looking women. I call her my movie star. I didn't even call her Lorraine. Her nickname is movie star. She's always on and always a beautiful movie star. So you guys, this is Zoe Yeoman. You can follow her. Uh, her Zoe Instagram is, is Z-O-E-Y-E-O-M-A-N-Z-Y. Her, her uh, Twitter is Z-O-E-Y-E-O-M-A-N. And it's zoeyeoman.com for her website. Um, we're going to bring her back. Maybe when you launch your etiquette website, we'll come back because everybody loved this. Definitely. And I it. hope that you and I and Jimmy got something out there to somebody who heard us and said, you know what? Maybe I'm going to try to do better. I hope we have helped somebody today. And if you want to coach, I do. want to coach, you got her here. You're fabulous. There's nothing wrong with, with bumping it up a little bit. You know, it's it's okay, you know, to bump. You don't have to leave the house in jeans and a t-shirt all the time. But you guys are wonderful. Um, I, I love you both, and I thank you both for having me on. And I love the fact that I get to see the chat people in there. Thank you, Hub. Yeah, and that's, that's a new thing, thing we just got. So that's wonderful. Proxy. I love that. Uh, so then we want to again thank Barry Rogers for uh, introducing us. We will have you come back later on in the year, and it's been a pleasure, and thank you so much for coming. And on people show. should follow you, and they should watch that what you do and what you say, because you can maybe bring back a time when human beings felt special. We didn't have problems. We didn't feel less than what we are as today. Today, everybody, poor me, poor me, I want it for free. It doesn't come for free, folks. Nothing is free in this world. You want to look good, you got to work. Buy clothes, look good. Pays off in the end. The mirror doesn't lie. Thank you, Lorene. Thank, Thank you, Jimmy. Thank you, Ron. Bye-bye. Bye. my darling. You're wonderful. You, you are absolutely a, a breath of fresh air. All right, <laughs> you guys. And that's rare nowadays. <laughs> Thank you, my love. Bye. Bye sweetheart. You're very pretty also. Got nice teeth. See, you got to keep taking care of your teeth. Well, a lot of people walk around with teeth missing, too. They don't care. They smile. Well, when I come to the desert, I'm going to look you all up. And when you come, to New, believe Mexico, it. When you come to New Mexico, come stay. Absolutely. Oh, wonderful. We don't have a guest room, but you come to the house, I'll make dinner. <laughs> you like Italian Jewish food? Oh, yeah. I make oh, pasta. I make okay, pasta with. Oh, I have to go. I can't talk. Okay. <laughs> I'm glad you come to the house. I make bro. pasta with noodles. Okay. Water. Be <laughs> good. Be good, you two. Bye. Bye. Thank you. Bye, sweetheart. All right. So uh, you guys, we're Another gonna new we're friend. gonna take we're gonna take a quick music break, and then we're gonna bring on our next guest, Howard Nash. Before we bring on the music breaks, which actually you can get guardrail ready. It's a short song. You can hear us, you guys, on iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, Amazon Music, YouTube, Google Podcasts, Radio Public. 
Tune in Pandora and Amazon Prime. Um, this is Ryan Casada's brand new single, Guardrail. I freaking like love it. I hope you guys love it. And when we come back, we're going to bring our next guest, Howard Nash, on the show. Two weeks without talk Felt close to the end like Montauk Said I'd drive over the guardrail for you Crashed my car into the ocean After a fit and an anger explosion Said I wouldn't come up for air Told you that I didn't care No, that's not true Just wanted you closer Still looking in the rear view So sorry that I scared you I know I get real twisted in the head sometimes It's true, wondering how I get on without you All I see is black and dark blue Baby girl always came to the rescue Crying on the floor in the bathroom Said you can't play this anymore Go and fight your own war So I sink deep Wrestling in my sleep My talk is cheap You better go on without me I'll light the candle I'll be up when you call me back Too much to handle But don't say you don't want me back, girl Baby, I'm sinking Got me wishing, wishful thinking Oh, no, baby, I'm sinking Wishful thinking Ryan Casada, the name of the song is um, Guardrail. I freaking like love it. Uh, it's really, yeah, no really baloney, good. folks. The honest truth. Soothing, calming, good lyrics, beautiful music. This song I will put in the car. So now we're going to bring on our guest, you guys. Let's hopefully he uh, comes in. We have good with sound and picture and everything. Uh, our next guest is Howard Nash. Let's uh, go ahead and let him in, Roxy, and let's see how we do. Hello. Hey, Howard. Oh, wow. We hear you well. That's good. Oh, great. Good. I'm All so right. Glad. I love it. All right. Let's do a formal introduction for you then. Hi, everybody. Thank now you. we want to welcome to the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell, actor, writer, producer, Howard Nash. Hello and welcome to the show. Thank you, sirs. Thank you. 
Let me introduce you first to my cool, outrageous man about town co-host, Mr. Ron Russell. Excuse me while I make out with my dog. <laughs> <laughs> How, are you? How are you? How are you? Nice welcome. to meet you first. Well, welcome, to, welcome to Bedlam. Thank you. Uh, I'm Jimmy Starr, which we already know because we've talked several times. And now we have a chat room filled with people, so say hi to everybody in the chat room. Hi, everybody. And Thank then you, you. got to say a special hi because Angela Joseph is in there. So say hi to Angela. Yes, absolutely. Hi, Angela. Yay. <laughs> Angela, when are you coming to California? I thought you were coming in soon. Oh, I don't know. She's Answer me on this. Take well, she doesn't answer there. She answers here, and then Roxy throws it up there. Oh, okay. She just wrote, hello, Howard. Are you so going to Churchill's movie, Red Carpet? <laughs> anyway, so let's go back to you, Howard. So first of all, where are you? Where are you located? I am located just outside of Tampa, Florida. I was born and bred in New York City. I moved here about a year and a half ago, and it's not quite Tampa, but it's great. A uh, nice big house with a swimming pool, and, you know, I could pretend it's Beverly Hills at 10% of the cost. So kind of <laughs> well, Beverly Hills is not what well, it used to be. Either. I don't live in Beverly Hills, but you know, you get the idea. Beverly Hills is no big deal anymore. It's actually low, low uh house, low cost housing. Because <laughs> no, seriously, we have a friend of ours that's putting her house up for one hundred million dollars. Um, and it's off of that's Las, all. it's off of Las Feliz. So yeah. Beverly Hills is not the most expensive place to live any longer. That's unfortunate. You know, I feel badly for her. But yeah, I don't feel no, it's too bad. I feel bad for everybody that can get that kind of money. Someday. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you guys, I lived, we, I, we, I lived in Boca for years, and my first house in Boca was thirty-six thousand, and it was palatial, and I had a pool, and it was gorgeous. The country club was fabulous. I understand that has gone up considerably now. Also, yes. real estate in Florida is shooting up. Yes, and uh, I love Boca. I love Tremontes. Try to go there every time I'm there. It's a beautiful place, great restaurant. So yeah. I, I that, actually, that, might, that must have come after I moved out. So he's from he's from New York, and I'm from Florida. So we kind of like got both. I'm of from us Brooklyn. There. Never say New York. I'm from Brooklyn. <laughs> <laughs> uh, where are you from in New York then? I was from the Bronx originally. The Bronx, the Bronx boy. <laughs> oh, I heard that before. Um, <laughs> Jewish people say Bronix. Don't right. you remember? Aren't yeah. you Jewish? He's oh, not yeah. old enough to know that. You're, you're Jewish, hey. right? Yes, but yeah, I never so heard that word. Learn to speak Bronxy. <laughs> <laughs> you should, you shouldn't have, live so long. You should live so long, darling. I have to have a <laughs> syllabant F or something, I think, if I'm from the Bronx. And anyway, Happy it. New Year. Thank you. I'm supposed to say happy, but yeah. What well, do? I say happy because... We're very unhappy in our country right now, and yeah. I like the word happy. It's a good word. How about solemn? It's solemn New Year. No, no, no. <laughs> may, may, all, may, all the, may all we Jews be happy and never hurt again by anybody that is mean and awful. I agree. I could that's agree. So you. let's, let's we, talk we just, about Just leave the Jews alone. We don't bother anybody. So listen up, you guys. You can follow Howard on Twitter. He's at Howard Nash with the number five. Afterward, H-O-W-A-R-D-N-A-S-H-5. Um, yep. He's an actor, writer, producer. I think, uh, so I went through your IMDb, and, and actually, you're probably mo known much more as a writer and a, really as a producer because you produce some phenomenal things. We're going to talk about some of those things today. Let's um, get to know him first. Then we'll do the, then we'll do the, the commercial. I always say that. I want to know who this guy is. He seems to be a nice fella. And he's you. from the Bronx. So anybody yeah. from the Bronx has got to be okay in my book. 
Thank you. Talk okay. Also, the projects. Oh, I, I was Red Hook Projects. What projects yeah. were you? Uh, it was the Castle Hill Projects. Oh, I know Castle Hill in the Bronx. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Remember the remember the Fordham Baldies, the gang? Oh, yeah. Well, I actually forgot about them until I saw the movie, The, the Wanderers. And yeah. Like, oh, yeah, Every, I remember those guys. Everybody was so afraid of the Ford, Ford, Fordham Baldies. They used to come down to Manhattan and beat everybody up and rob them. They were just terrible people. Bronx has changed a lot. Remember the beautiful Bronx Zoo? Mm -hmm. You can't yeah. go there now. You need a shotgun if you're going to go because what's surrounding the Bronx Zoo is like a war zone. Is that yeah. still that way or have they cleaned it up? No, well, I wasn't, haven't been there in years, but I had very good memories. See, this is pathetic, but there's nowhere else in New York where you can go during the winter, you know, into, you know, that area, go into the atriums and, the, yes. uh, and see palm trees. How, how pathetic is that? But I used to like to go when it was zero degrees, you know, That's outside, right. sit there, maybe get like a coconut drink and just, you know, I was once almost brought my own lounge chair to just come and sit and look at, you know, the waterfalls and the palm trees. So uh, and make me forget the weather outside. But so it's for, pretty those, for those of you listening, watching, if you don't know about the Bronx Museum, I mean, the Bronx Zoo, it's one of the best zoos in the world. And if you're in New York, maybe take a shot and see if you can not get killed going there and watch the beautiful animals. They have them not, nobody's locked up. They're in pits. They're all free. How do you explain that? They're all free living. Big cages, not like big no, they're open. Not, they're not in little tiny cages. Yeah, they're in big open areas. They, they, they dug pits, like the lions are down in pits and they're like free. Yeah, yeah. it's nice. They get to run and around. This, and the polar bears are magnificent. Yeah, they are. Yeah. Uh, you gotta like love it. So, so, so do you miss anything about the Bronx and growing up? Uh, not, I can't really say that I do. You know, my only uh, positive memory, I think, is literally, uh, you know, that going and seeing all the palm trees and the nature and uh, it's zero degrees so, outside. But, you know, I'm like a glutton for punishment because for two Well, you're Jewish, you have to be. <laughs> yeah, two or three of my last films, I went back to the Bronx to film. And uh, you sad, know, very sad. In the Bronx, you know, what's wrong with that? You know, and but uh, you, it's but you know something. Your upbringing probably is what made you a good writer. Oh, thank you. Well, yeah, possibly, yeah. The angst is the angst. Yes, you know, if you're born with a silver spoon up your ass, you're not going to be a good anything. When yeah. you live, when you get hard knocks, and my my, I got gay knocks, as we used to call it, by being a gay guy. And gay knocks really grow grows you up quickly and smartly. You yeah. learn fast what creatures are out there. Yeah, I hear you. And how to avoid them. So you guys, Howard's been in, uh, so according to IMDb, his first co-producer credit came in 1991. So he's been in the entertainment industry at least 30 years. Wow, how old um, are you? You look young. I know, he looks like he's 20. You're, 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 just, you're like, so you have to be like 50-something. I'm like, yeah. You're, yeah. An old, you're an old fuck, you're not so young. I am. You look young. You look My mother like, would say, you, uh, look dirty, you look dirty. Thank you. I'm in, but I'm an Altacaca, as my mother used you to. You are an Altacaca, probably. Yeah. My mother used to point it out. Yeah. So Altacaca in Yiddish means an old man, folks. That's funny. Sort of. So, you guys, his first movie that he co-produced, and I'm bringing it up on purpose, uh, it was called Children of the Night uh, because because it starred Karen Black and Ron Duquesne. Oh, Karen. Peter DeLuise, Amy Dolenz, and Gary oh, Morris. Um, Karen Black. I had a date with her. <laughs> I was on a date with Karen Black. Would you believe Beautiful, it? Uh, 
person. Oh, we, we were at a friend's uh, penthouse, not a uh, loft in down Greenwich Village, and she had a dinner party, and we were going to go clubbing. And Karen said, would you be my date, Ron? She knew I was gay. And I said, yeah. And I remember crossing the street with Karen. She had on a big shawl, and her beautiful red hair was flying in the wind. And all she did was hold her hand up to stop all the traffic. And when we got across the street, I said, I bet you nobody knew who you are. If they knew you were a Karen Black, they would have been stopping, getting out, and grabbing you. She said, nah, nobody knows who I am. I said, are you kidding, Karen? Anyway, we danced, we drank. She was wonderful. I loved her. When she died, I was very upset. She died way too young. Yeah, yeah. How did you so, find her? Tell me how you liked her. I liked her. Um, it was a little bit, you know, tenuous because she was in full makeup, and this was a vampire film. So oh, oh, okay. it can't be terribly, you know, social yeah. with everyone. But uh, but she was very nice. She was very sweet. She's, she's a sweetie pie. She was a doll. Yeah. A real doll. So you guys, Howard's got a couple of films that are out now that you can see, and so we're going to talk about them a little bit. The first one we're going to talk about is called Alterverse, which actually had an original different name I saw on IMDb, which I forgot what it was. But um, yeah. uh, but I, it's, yes, it stars Robert Picardo. It's got people we know. You guys remember Sally Lizette Brandon? I've been in a bunch of stuff with her. Uh, we actually sat at an Academy Award party with her and her father. Uh, G. Larry Butler, who's a friend of ours, Michael Pugliese, Brianna White, uh, Robert Picardo, I guess, is the is the name that everybody really knows from Star Trek. He's a great actor, and I see you've worked with him on several projects. Just yes. tell, give us like a like a quick synopsis of Alterverse, because I've actually got the trailer that we can play for people, and yep. people can see it. So tell us a little bit about it. It's a sci-fi paranormal film. Essentially, uh, two people, a husband and wife, are... Uh, on the computer and they suddenly discover uh, alternate versions of themselves while they're watching uh, family footage. And it's them, but it's not them. And it's a little bit creepy at first. They don't know how something like this occurred. And uh, pretty soon it kind of escalates where these uh, so, uh, seemingly harmless people who are really them uh, turn out to be you know, a little bit of a threat that they have. Well, who, who are them? Are they aliens? Because we're doing a lot of alien movies. No, it's a, it's it's Martian. an alternate version of themselves in an alternate universe. Alternate alternate verse means alternate universe. What? Alternate universe. Yeah. Alterverse. What alter the fuck is alternate universe? <laughs> hey, don't knock it till you tried it. No, what is it? Tell me. I want to know. Well, half the people you meet are in an alternate universe. Don't you know that? Um, no. I, meet, I know a lot of my people are out of space somewhere. <laughs> Uh, their way out there. So you, you 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 get it. It it's essentially you know our world, but in a mirror image of. Oh our yeah, that yeah yeah. There was a wonderful movie in the '40s that they did about how everything that we're doing on this planet. We were doing the same time in another planet, and they went to that planet in a rocket ship, and then they. Uh, it was a good story. I don't remember how it worked, <laughs> but no, the wife said you're not my husband my mm. she knew he wasn't the husband because he mm. came from earth he wasn't from the other planet so anyway, here's what we're gonna do i forgot this. the name of the movie this planet we're gonna let we're something. gonna let howard actually introduce the trailer and when he gets done yeah, i want to see this roxy's yeah. gonna play the trailer for everybody so go ahead and introduce it and then uh when you at the end it off saying here you go or something so she knows and she'll hit the play button 
here you go. Okay. Well, um, <laughs> this film is up my alley. I want. To yeah. See it. it it starts you know innocently enough. They they are on a um, uh, an all protein diet and uh, something you know flips the switch when they're at the extreme of you know of their uh, you know of their activity where suddenly they see um, on the computer where they're supposed to be watching themselves. Um, instead, I love this. They're watching. Where, where can we see it? Wait, wait, wait. Let him, we're going to show the trailer, and then we'll come back to talk about when we see it. We it, see it on what? On you? On what? A smart TV? It's, we it's running on. Um, uh, we'll be running on IMDb TV. It's already on Tubi TV. It's available on, uh, of course, you know, uh, Blu-ray and uh, disc. Um, but right now, it's playing on Tubi TV and uh, and Amazon and uh, soon to be IMDb TV. And I've so we could that, get it on our smart TV. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Okay, we're gonna we're gonna watch it tonight. Yeah, and it's a progression from uh, innocently enough, you know, beginning this project of hers uh, to discovering something and not sure, you know, uh, where the thread is gonna take them. So, roll right, the don't, tape. Don't give too much away. All right, roll the tape, Roxy. Here we go, Ultraverse, everybody. Hello, I'm documentary filmmaker Annie Curtis, and this is Thirty Days of Clean Living. So I've set up cameras all over the house. They're going to be recording 24-7 and uploading all the footage to a remote access server. Are we really going to be doing this? Like it or not, it's happening. Um, we'll see how it goes. Dig in. Satisfying? Absolutely. It just switches over, out of nowhere. As unbelievable as it sounds, I think we just recorded an alternate reality. It alternates between filming our world and another parallel world. There's a connection, a bond. It must be getting stronger. Hey, what happened? It was her. Okay. She, she was here. What? The other Annie. Yay, you guys, that's Howard yeah, Nash's yeah, Ultraverse. Yeah, yeah. I'm watching this tonight. It looks great. Did you work this? Yeah, I, I didn't write it. I uh, discovered uh, or I met the writer um, um, through the Internet, I guess. And uh, we met up at the, uh, oh, what's that, you know, a little film village in uh, in L.A. Um, with all those Hollywood. Tiny, <laughs> all those tiny offices. Anyway, I prefer to forget uh, that. We we had lunch, and I told her I loved the script, and I wanted her to meet, you know, my director Russ Emanuel, and uh, you know, the rest is uh, history. We produced it not far from, uh, um, I guess, Culver City, uh, or, and uh, right. and uh, it worked out really well, except for the it's people. Very, it's very twilight. It's very twilight zone. And I love yeah. all those Twilight Zone things. Me, I'm dying to play a Martian in a movie. I want before I die, I want to play somebody from another planet. I think I'd be very good if I wore my hair straight back. I could look very extraterrestrial. <laughs> but I, I just am fascinated with this script that you have made a film out of. It's one of my favorite kinds of entertainment. Yeah. I can't yeah. wait. I seriously, I'm going to make dinner tonight and watch it. Thank you. Yeah, we played at. Uh, I'll call you and tell you if and, I like it. All right, we, we played <laughs> at the Comic Con in San Diego. We've won uh, several awards, which really yeah, uh, it looks good. It looks fast. like it's filmed well. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. it's shot without a jumping camera. The lighting is good, and she's pretty, and yep. the sound is good. So it's a quality film. It's not a two dollar piece of shit like some of them are in. 
Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you guys, Howard, Howard has all kinds of cool films. Just to give a little bit of, uh, of his background, you know, he did a film called Tiger with uh, Mickey Rourke and Janelle Paris, which we we almost had Janelle Paris on her last movie on the show. He did uh, uh, John Leguizamo's Road to Broadway with John Leguizamo and Ruben Blades and Mark Ruffalo and Daphne Ruben Vega. Wow, one of my um, favorite people. Uh, he also uh, did a movie. And I don't. I think this is. I think this is one of your. The Legends of. I don't know how you pronounce it. Legends of Matthiah. Yeah. Matthiah yeah. with Robert Picardo, who is also in the movie we just saw the trailer for. Teresa Russell and John Hurd, all oh, really Teresa big stars. Oh, Teresa Russell. I used to huge, like huge stars. They're fabulous. Is that a good movie? I actually would like to see that. I'm going to figure Very out how we can movie. see that. Yes, absolutely. Very good movie, and it's uh, essentially, uh, you know, a young boy whose parents are going through a divorce. Um, gets basically sustained by the uh, fantasy stories is, that are told to him through his grandfather, and his grandfather is Robert Picardo. And, um, you know, we, we see almost like a Princess and the Bride type of parallel where when he gets into the story, you see these, you know, uh, displays of magic and violence and, and uh, you know, uh, and heroes um, in order to instill the courage in the little boy who uh, who's going through this crisis with his folks. It seems too Robert Picardo is kind of like your go-to guy because he's in several of the yeah. films and he's everybody recognized. They might not know him by name, but as soon as they see his face, they know who he is. And yeah. I remember Teresa Russell from Black Widow. Yeah. And she was fabulous John in Hurt. that movie. That's when I first knew who she was. Yeah. yeah. I and also I also got a trailer. Um, so I guess you're also doing television, and you have a you have a TV show, and I want to show this because Ron's gonna freak out because he will hate it. Uh, <laughs> so you have a new TV show. You're shopping the pilot around uh, to TLC. I think you're trying to, to go to. Well, no, it. I'll 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 bring it up to to date. It it broadcast on the Discovery Channel, Discovery Plus, and TLC uh, in June. They're the sister stations. And now uh, I guess they're doing the research and the focus groups to see whether or not we get the green light for a full TV series. And, and why would I hate it? How do you make up my mind? Because the movie, the TV show is called Filth Fighter. <laughs> as long as it's not like that Caterpillar movie. No, it's not like oh, uh, Felix Unger's uh, taste. If uh, yeah, it's not that was Felix. the worst piece of garbage ever put on film. Was that Caterpillar movie? Oh, he didn't even, nobody. He doesn't know what you're talking. About. He's talking about. Uh, yeah, he knows what I'm talking. About. No, because I bet he doesn't see that. Human Centipede. He's talking about Human Centipede. I I know it. I know of it. I didn't see the movie, but I no, know. No, I wouldn't watch it either. I heard about it, and I said, never will I watch anything as gross, disgusting, and hideous as that. Hang on. So here, well, here's what we're going to do. We're going to go, because he's got another movie after this one, and then we're going to maybe – are we allowed to talk about the new project that you're working on at all or no? Uh, to some extent, yes. Okay. We're gonna, an answer. Uh, okay, perfect. So well, first, I, I don't know anything about it. First, so. first we're going to go to this one. So you guys, here's the trailer, uh, the trailer for Filth Fighter, and it, it's really gruesome, and I think it's fun to show because we've never shown anything like this on the show before, so it'll be a lot of fun. Well, it's it? Howard, Howard, Howard Nash's – no, Filth Fighter. It's a reality show about cleaning up people's filthy houses. <laughs> oh, send them here. <laughs> We'll film an episode here. So anyway, here you guys go. This is Phil Fighter. Check it out. Whoa, you just stepped in poop. I'm Christina Dye, and I get paid to clean up anything and everything that nobody else wants to touch. Can you smell it? Nope. <laughs> I love gross stuff. I live for it. 
vomit, fecal matter, urine, rotting food. The more disgusting, the more fun we have. The smellier, the better. Am I a hoarder? Tom, you don't need that. Let me throw these away. Uh, His house is a ticking time bomb, but we want to get in there and help them. Four days from now, I'm getting a triple bypass open heart surgery. We need to get in there, get in there now, and get this going. This house is a horrific, downright mess, and it pisses me off. I would be furious if somebody hoarded in my family home. This is disgusting. Who lives like this? She needs to sell this house. That's not happening unless we turn this house around. Now. I, I absolutely love it. I think, I actually think that they're definitely going to pick it up. I think uh, you have it. a hit on your hands, my oh, friend. Oh, thank you. Thank oh, you. Oh, no, people, people like this weird shit. No, yeah. no, no, no. There's a lot of nut jobs out there that find this fascinating. As for me, I'd rather see the Waldorf Astoria or the Plaza Hotel lobby. But yeah. uh, that's me. I think people This is very sellable. It. It's going to be a hit. Trust me. Yeah. Your mouth to God's ears. No, no, God, God, God don't listen to me, okay? Not God's but, <laughs> you know, but um, no, seriously, this Thank is you. exactly what what people want. They want unusual and different and weird. It's better than the, the show where they show people that are pack rats. What yeah. is that show? Hoarders. Hoard, the hoarders. This is better because it goes in the toilet bowl, which <laughs> I could live without. But I like love it. I have and, to tell you too, because my favorite, my Jimmy favorite, likes sickos. My show. no, my. My, I don't watch a lot of reality TV, I, but as soon as I saw the trailer for this, I was like, they're going to pick it up. This is going to be a hit. No, it's and the definitely other, going And the other show that I like a lot that, that I, only, I only watch it like when I'm in my office. I don't watch it with Ron because he would have a heart attack. But I like the show Dr. Pimple Popper. Oh, come on. Uh, came, came right after Dr. Pimple Popper. Okay, well, Dr. Pimple Popper wants to watch pus coming out of a pimple. I mean, but it's not just pimples. I mean, they have like gross I and all kinds of stuff. Shit. I don't find that entertaining. I find that demented. Demented people watch that shit. Oh, well, it's got to be a little more. famous. It's no, it's famous. entertainment. Watch watching action. pimples pop is It's not just pimples. And people have like big gross on their face. Oh, that's and even shit. better entertainment. And they ooze it out. Yeah. You got to balance it out. So then let's go back real quick. So you guys listen up. So uh, to watch Ultraverse, you can go to Tubi, Amazon Prime, and what was the other place? Was there another place? Um, yeah, IMDb TV, which oh, is owned by Amazon. And, uh, of course, you know, when you check in, uh, Amazon will also have DVDs and um, um, other th other things for sale um, for Ultraverse, you know. So that's uh, I like the DVD. The but, Universe uh, movie I'm watching That's tonight. it, Ultraverse. Then he's got another it's, one. That's, that's class. That's good. That's for nice people to watch. Nice, normal people. I cannot wait to see that film tonight. The toilet bowl one, I'll pass on. <laughs> I wanted to show it to everybody. People, though, people everybody usually do. It. Oh, you said pass on. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> this, this, this that is, was good. Yeah, that was good, Howard. Play on words. So then he's got an, another film now. Is American Whispers also available now? Yes. Can um, you just that, give us a, a quick synopsis of American sure, Whisper? Sure. American Whisper is a true story of the murder of an African-American family in the 1970s. And we brought it up to date. This, the case is still unsolved. And we're trying very much to push the New Jersey prosecutors 
to reopen the case because obviously the technology is so much better now than it was then. Uh, a lot of the uh, you know evidence has been preserved and we'd like them to try to go back and, and reopen the case. Of course, the father for a period of time was the suspect, but he was cleared quickly, fairly quickly. Um, but there were a myriad of reasons why uh, the, um, the case was botched uh, by uh, the two police uh, precincts working on the case, New York and New Jersey. And uh, so this tells the story through the eyes of um, the main character, who uh, was the father. And we did it from a point of view of kind of a found footage um, uh, presentation. Uh, so essentially, you could get more of a, of a, I'd say, a bird's eye view and a closer look of what had actually occurred. Okay, so tell me, how were they murdered and who was murdered? Uh, his wife um, and his uh, three children um, were murdered. Terrible. Yeah. Terrible. And he came home and discovered uh, the crime. And someone mentioned that it was, was a hit. And in the movie, there's kind of like a rogues gallery of characters who could have possibly done it, um, but it was never um, resolved. Uh, Were they involved with drug selling? Uh, no, but actually what he did was he, he owned bars and taverns in Harlem and he would on a regular basis throw the drug dealers out forcibly, sometimes oh, at gunpoint. So, so that's who knocked them off. True crime yeah. horror, you guys. Okay, so, so now we're, we're going to get your family and they did. So you guys, this one's called American Whisper. Now, where can people see this one? Where is it available? Also, um, it had been playing for a while through the festival circuit, but also now is uh, IMDb TV, Amazon, and uh, Tubi TV. And uh, of course, also available on uh, Blu-ray and DVD. And so we should tell everybody that, though, too. That anybody who doesn't know what Tubi is, because like a lot of people recently have told me they don't know what it is. If you have a smart TV, it's an app. You just get it. It's like Netflix or something, but it's free. You get commercials during the films, but you get to see all the movies free, and they put new ones up every week. And um, I don't even think you have to register. You just just go in and yeah, you and just go in and watch it. Yeah, yeah. So it's really it. cool. So I'll watch that one too. That sounds good. I'll, so this I'll one is American that. Whisper, you guys. Howard produced it. Uh, did you write this one also or no? I co-wrote it. I co-wrote the uh, the script and uh, with Rod Cavan, uh, my uh, writer and partner in crime. And um, I raised the money. I produced it as well. And uh, we shot it like within two weeks, you know, had it out there a couple of months for editing. And uh, You did a two-week shoot? We did a two-week shoot, and uh, it's won a slew of awards. I think we're up to like. How are you doing a two-week shoot? How long is this film? Ninety minutes. 90 a ninety-minute film you shot in two weeks. I mean, all the movies you're in shoot for nine days. That's not even two weeks. All yours are nine or ten days. They do. Yeah. Yeah, but you take eight years <laughs> to edit the film. Yes, yeah. that's the problem. That takes a lot of time. So let's no, play the trailer. Years, for years ago, we shot a film three months. Yeah. We oh. took the show a film years ago. So yeah. you guys, this is this is uh, Howard Nash's film, American Whisper, available on Tubi TV and everywhere else. Check out the trailer now. That's the last time you saw your entire family before tonight. Hey, baby girl. Hi, Dad. Any domestic problems, Josiah? Kids have any problems at school? Neighbors? 
We're just a happy suburban family. Whisper! All right. You got the American dream, and I delivered it to you. But Whisper, he's reckless. More money, more money. Did you murder your family? We're gonna turn this thing inside out until we learn the truth. What if they find out? Man, you seriously got a problem with me. They're coming for me next. I'm not gonna let them do it. Now, the father knows exactly who murdered his family, but he, was, <laughs> but he was warned that he will be dead if he tells the cops. It's our, This is an old story that I grew up with in Brooklyn. I mean, uh, you know, you do bad when you make a deal and you get your family killed. It's sad, well, but true. Well, you know, you, you brought up a very good point. He, did, he didn't do it, but indirectly, he kind of lived a life where... Um, you know, he might have had an indirect role in what happened. Even well, he was warned. If you don't cut it out now, we're going to kill your family. And he, he disregarded it, thinking they weren't going to do it. And they went and did it. But now well, he cannot tell the police who did it because they will kill him. So to save his ass, he's not solving the, the, the murder mystery. Yeah, you know, it's one of the uh, news reports where uh, police say he's holding back. He knows something. He's of course not he's holding back. This is a story as old as time. But it really yeah. happened. I know it really happened. Jimmy, do you know how many? Listen, my brother-in-law, Michael Papa, was a drug dealer, and they went and they killed him and his wife in in, in Bayside, Queens. I know what happened. I, I, By the way, too, they all like loved all the trailers. Everybody in the chat loved all of them. You. So you guys have it's a very, very real film, and it's going to be a little disconcerting to see this happening to this lovely family. It's a sin. Yeah, I mean, he uh, he moved one of the first families to move into uh, white suburbia. He bought a huge house in Teaneck, New Jersey. His uh, bars and restaurants were in uh, Harlem, which is why both precincts worked on the case. But uh, they dropped. The oh, if he was in Jersey, I know Jersey mom. No, forget about it. Yeah. Yeah, still trying to get them to. Uh, but I have uh, two requests, if I may. Uh, yes. One is uh, please get on the, the site and please let TLC uh, know that you uh, love Filth Fighter. And uh, if you well, have, how do we do? How do we do that? Explain to um, our audience. TLC audience has, has a website. Um, you know, TLC uh, has a website where you can communicate with them. I wouldn't ask anyone to write a letter, put a stamp on it and send it, you know, you can communicate with them. through. All right, let me simplify that for the old bags out there like me. You go to TLC and then what do you do once you're there? Contact us. You know, everybody has that at the bottom. And we say we like, we like your show. Yeah. We loved Filth Fighter. Um, could you please uh, bring it, bring it back as soon okay, as Okay. So everybody out there, I'm asking you as a favor Thank to you. do this for this man because his film is a very, very, 
uh, important film. Very no, no, important. That's the TV show for that one. And the TV, and what that TV show? The filth one. Oh, okay. Even all of you out there who like a good laugh, go to T. What is it called? TLC. Oh, oh. The Learning Channel. They don't call oh, it that anymore. It's just TLC. You know, yeah, I know. But when I grew up, it was anyway, the find Channel. it, find it, and write how much you love it. Okay, so that was one thing. What's the second thing, Howard? Second thing is, uh, if you have time after that, um, you can uh, actually write to the Bergen County Prosecutor, which also are online, contact us and ask them to please uh, reopen the, the Diggs case. The original family name was Diggs, D like David, I-G-G-S, like uh, Tyee Diggs, but no relation. And um, uh, just justice for the family, you know, and also you can uh, visit the page on Facebook and on Twitter, and there's more information about how you can uh, contact the uh, the right office and, and ask them and demand literally to have the case reopened. Now, is the husband still alive? No, he, uh, he, 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 he an accident. No, he died of a heart attack on a New York city street about 10 years after the crime. I met him and I met with him. Okay. They will never open that case because the police will be warned. Do not open this case or we're going to get your family. You know, you're dealing with some really, really, um, hardcore people. This yeah. is not a murder of love or jealousy. This is a, a yeah. syndicate a syndicate hit. But Wait, it's well, a long time ago too. Yeah. Don't don't matter. New Jersey cops are not going to open it. They couldn't care less. So what what about? But we'll try try anyway and see. I'm yeah. just being playing devil's advocate. Yeah. So let's try. So why is it whispered up with a W I S instead of an H I S? Well, allows for a little bit more of, um, you know, creative license in terms of, uh, you know, uh, it's a composite of the different characters who are present during that story. And of course, there was so much, you know, uh, with his own neighbors that I thought Whisper was a very good uh, kind of um, uh, synonym for uh, how, how people in his own community were reacting to, uh, to the crime. People that he'd grown up with uh, basically were, uh, you know, whispering and turning on him and, you know, he oh, didn't, got it. Okay. He, he didn't deserve that at all. And, now, I, I'm encouraging all writers and producers that I know and who I don't know, please, let's do some comedies. We, the people need a little laughter. Now we have too much serious stuff going on with COVID people dying from that. The world's you know situation. why they don't do so many comedies? No, we need comedies. We need to laugh. We need to laugh again. So I'm encouraging all of you write comedy do you know why that we don't have comedies why because number one comedies don't make money usually and number two because the actors that you need to make the comedy a hit get paid so much money uh and they won't work for like less money that you can't make money on them because all those comedian guys make 20 million dollars a picture and you can't make your money back that's why there's no i'm comedies. a fabulous comedian i've been for years <laughs> and i'll do a comedy in a minute I produced and acted in a comedy. Then, uh, if, if I'm invited back, I'd love to bring it and show you actually two. One is a romantic comedy, and the other is a uh, a crazy. You know, are they available? Well, I'm, I'm inviting. I'm, in, I'm inviting you back right now to bring me those two films. Thank You're you. invited. Thank we'll, you. We'll fit you in probably. Wait, right. we're booked for another couple of months after the new year, maybe. So uh, Angela's Jewish New Year or a regular New Year? Yeah, no, no, the, the, we'll, the, uh, we'll get you in later. The, the Don't America, worry. The America, We're going to be talking. We'll get you in. The Angela America says, speaking of, Howard, tell us about your new project. Juan will love it. 
I tell you, but tell us what you're allowed to say. I, I, I know what it is, but I don't know what I'm allowed to say, so I'd rather have you say it. Yes. It's a, um, uh, what we call an aspirational comedy. It's uh, along the lines of uh, Field of Dreams, and uh, it's called Hereafter All. And Oh, uh, I love the title. Yeah, and it's essentially uh, a young man whose wife has just left him, uh, moves into a new apartment and discovers uh, soon after that his bedroom closet is a portal to heaven. Oh, I love this. Now, this I want to see. This okay. is my kind of stuff. Might have a part for you, actually. We'll, we'll hopefully, fingers crossed. But it's. I, uh, I don't do two lines. No, uh, yeah, it, yeah, it'll be a good part. Don't no, worry. no, it's three. It's three lines. Three and lines. Then, I'll think about it. <laughs> no, um, seriously. This script I would love to read, even if I'm okay. not in it. Well, the guy I, you I are love the idea. Right? He, ha he has a copy. I have the script, and I'm like looking to see if we can. You know, find some people to help with it because uh, yeah. it's a really. You guys, this is one of the is, best. Is, is the script finished? It's, yes, it's one of the best scripts I've read, and I read. Do you have a deck? I get Yeah, I get about fifty scripts a week, you guys, and I can't read all of them, obviously. But I, I actually no. read. I read this one because of Angela Joseph, so we got to give Angela Joseph props. No, we need this. We need this kind of movie. This movie. We need to go to heaven. We need to go to other places to get out of COVID and the mask and all that bullshit we're going through. You guys, this movie is really, really good. So if you guys know any investors, we need about, uh, well, I don't want to mention that on the phone. We need some money, you guys. Yeah, well, you, know really what? you know what, Howard? I have six films waiting, and I have good parts in all of them. Big parts. And we can't get funding because the money people are holding back. They're afraid that there's going to be a depression or a stock market crash. Actually, they're more or afraid, real that, estate they're afraid that their people are going to get COVID on set and shut the thing down. And then yeah, I mean, how are you getting your money for film? Yeah, what got, I'll tell you, we've got about uh, almost half the budget raised, and we intend to do this in Vancouver, Canada. And in Vancouver, they have never been shut down ever. Uh, for a COVID uh, spike. And we've been shut down in virtually every city we've been filming in. We resume filming, but we've all been shut down. And that's what the investors are afraid of. But in Canada, it appears everybody seems to cooperate with each other. And they have never had an instance of having to shut down a set yet in Canada. So that's so, where... So the, the, the heavenly movie you're shooting in Canada? Yeah. So here, after all, will be shot in Vancouver. Um, we have... Uh, we have a tremendous group now who are who are attached. I can't, um, you know, divulge the name of the actor yet. Um, oh. But you know, God willing, you know, uh, I will say this: he he read the script. His agent called and said he loves it, and uh, can he co-produce with you? <laughs> and he also, you know, and it's like uh, sure. <laughs> and, of course, uh, if the name is big, you're co-producer. Yeah. You even go to bed with them. Look, I sleep with the producer. They get parts. Indeed. <laughs> You guys, anyway, you guys, husband, everybody so. put out positive vibes for us because we're going to raise money for this run. I'll be in it. It's, it really is an inspirational. And I, um, but I, tell me a little bit what happens when you go through the portal, no, just can't. a little bit, a teeny weeny bit. We only got two minutes. Do you go to heaven? Is, you, do you see no, heaven? You can't, you can't tell you that. Uh, well, tell, tell, me in, tell me in private. Okay. I'll, read this, I'll read the script tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. It's a very, very easy read. It's a Good. very cool. I story. like easy, and it's a lot of fun. So, you guys, this is Howard Nash. You can follow him on Twitter at Howard Nash Five. He's also on Instagram, but I don't know what your Instagram is because you don't post on it a lot. Uh, Howard, I'm, I'm Howard, 
I'm on so, Facebook though. I am on Facebook. So guys, Howard Nash on Facebook. The films that we showed you stuff for Alterverse and American Whisper, both on Tubi. That's probably our Amazon Prime. Um, Phil Fighter, we want to contact TLC, see if we can get it on as a regular series. Um, you guys saw how filthy it was. It was awesome. And um, uh, and he's just a cool guy. We want to thank him for coming on the show. And I want to thank Angela for introducing us. Thanks, Angie, baby. And thank Howard, you, uh, I, Howard, I think you got something going. Thank you. And, you know, I think that you're going to go places. I think thank your you. career is going to start to take off in about a year or two once thank we're out of COVID. Thank you. Because you have good taste. And I like the two films that I'm going to watch. Thank you. One has a, a totally different meaning than the other, which is wonderful. It shows mm -hmm. that you are versatile, that you're not just Alfred Hitchcock, you know, one thinking. Yeah. And that's yeah. important in our business. You have to be flexible to feed everybody. Don't yes. forget we are a diverse world now, and we have to feed the diverse world what they want to eat. Yeah. I'll say you guys. And you're doing that. You're a smart man. Thank you. Thank also, you. everybody, too, we want to, like, have everybody give props to our new engineer, Roxy. Uh, who's made lots of things possible for us and the fact that she's engineering us so greatly and she's being able to show trailers and music videos now and putting up all the, the comments and everything. So from uh, from all of us to you, Roxy, thank you so much. And Howard, are you directing The Heavenly One? No. Uh, no, this is uh, written and directed by Travis Oates, a, a tremendous director um, who lives in uh, L.A., and um, yeah, he did a he did a phenomenal job. He used to uh, run the Acme Comedy Theater in L.A. Oh, so good, that, good, and, good. Uh, and now wrote a good director, a good actor makes a good film. A very go. good director. All right, everybody. So we got to go. This is Howard Bloom. Thank you so much. I mean, Howard Thank Nash. You. Sorry. Thank you Howard. so much, you guys. Appreciate All right, bye, everybody. See you guys you next well. week. Yeah. Thanks, Roxy. Thanks, chat room. We'll see you guys all next week. Bye, bye. Bye, bye, Ron. Ciao. And try not to so wrong. Yeah, we in the mix. Yeah, we in the mix. It's another episode. Here we go. The Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell. Interviewing the hottest, newest, and truest of today's celebrities. Make sure to subscribe so you can get notified weekly. Jimmy Star, he's the king of cool. Ron Russell, he's a gorgeous dude. Chat room is live and you would be a fool not to vibe with us at the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell. So come watch it live on W4CY Radio. Miss some past episodes? Download on iTunes. The Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell. It's the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell. Oh.